Chapter Two of the Motorboat Boys River Chase by Lewis Arundel. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Two. The cruise begun. All aboard! Sang out Jack as he thrust the paper containing such sensational news into his pocket, to be glanced over at some more convenient season and little suspecting how it would enter into the fortunes of the party of fun-loving boys while on their easter holidays cruise everybody immediately seemed to be in motion and the way in which the various crews stood by to cast off hawsers while the skippers looked to their engines was well worth seeing let go called the commodore of the boat club when he saw that everything was ready the ropes were unfastened and the three lads sprang aboard just as the current began to grip each boat and cause it to slowly start upon the new voyage that appeared so mild in the beginning yet which was destined to be written down as one of the most adventurous of all those six boys had enjoyed Woo! we're off yelled buster as he scrambled on board the wireless in his usual clumsy way that brought a word of warning from george and caused the boat to careen badly you will be off if you try that sort of racket many times declared the skipper what do you take this racer for a canal boat be more careful buster how you lounge around i guess they nicknamed you right when they called you hippopotamus pudding and all that sort now sit down exactly in the middle and when you do have to move be careful not to shift your weight too sudden like no boat can do its prettiest when it isn't on an even keel say is my hair parted exactly in the middle george if it ain't please let me get it straight before you start observed the fat boy with a touch of satire in his voice something buster seldom indulged in but he had sailed the stormy seas with george before and could look back to many a sad time aboard that most uncomfortable wireless still the three fellows had drawn lots to see who would have to stand for the agony of this new cruise and it had fallen to poor buster to play the part of victim george did not reply to this shot he was busy with his engine and both the other boats were already moving off with the rapid popping of their exhausts announcing that everything was working in apple pie order please don't tell me that we're all up the flue even before we get started george pleaded buster turning pale with apprehension keep still won't you buster you bother me replied the other still working at his engine it's only a little thing that don't matter much and you see it gives us a chance to let the others get a lead you know how much i like to come up from behind and rush ahead well that's what we're going to do now be a sport buster and don't whine so much everything's going to be lovely and the goose will hang high i can tell you i guess it will sighed the fat boy with a resigned expression on his face as though he realized that he was in for it and might as well make the best of a bad bargain the boat was floating down the current as buster had pushed out from the shore with a pole after getting aboard the other craft had gotten some little distance away and doubtless those on board were indulging in the usual i told you so's that accompanied every mishap on the part of the wireless for both jimmy and josh could be seen looking back and even waving their hands as though saying good-bye then all at once there came a quick series of sharp sounds and george looked up with a proud expression on his face 
as the little power boat began to rush through the water at racehorse speed what did i tell you buster he observed as he clutched the wheel and turned the boat's head in a direct line with the others of the little fleet and after this please don't act so impatient leave it to me an engine's a delicate thing to handle and as full of whims as a girl even the weather affects them at times and they just have to be coaxed and led along but i flatter myself i've got this thing down fine now and we won't have any trouble with it on this trip while i cut circles around the other fellows that was a pet hobby with george making speed and running rings around his comrades nothing tickled him more than to be able to do this even though it failed to bother jack or herb in the least maybe you're right george replied buster meekly you see when it comes to mechanics my education has been sadly neglected and i couldn't run an engine if my very life depended on it all i've noticed is that the other motors don't seem to bother about weather or any old thing they go plodding right along like they had business to do and didn't mean to be halted that's just it buster remarked the other eagerly they never have troubles of their own because they're slowpokes like heavy farm horses it's the high-bred racer that's all nerves you know but look at us eating up space will you don't we fly along though this is what i like buster what are you looking at me that way for i'm afraid i'm going to sneeze george and i hope it won't Ka-choo! oh my it's coming again Ka-choo! excuse me george i'll try and not let that happen often if i can help it george looked at his companion rather suspiciously he could not tell whether buster really meant what he said or was speaking in irony but the gallant way in which the narrow boat was cutting the water gripped his attention again and after that he could not bother himself with minor things they soon overtook the other two boats moving along in company jack could have easily gone ahead of the beamy comfort had he wished but he preferred to stay by herb so that the crews could exchange opinions from time to time in his mind a large part of the pleasure to be gotten out of cruising came from the sociability whereas george would be rushing off by himself satisfied if only he could make a mile in a fraction less time than at any previous time in ten minutes george was far ahead and making the water fly out on either side as he urged his engine on to do its prettiest up to his old tricks again remarked josh as he tidied up a little aboard the tramp secretly delighted that luck had given him a berth with the commodore whom he admired greatly well what did you expect replied jack who was taking things easy with his engine working like a charm what's bred in the bone can never be beaten out of the flesh they say and george with his nervous ways cares only for racing whenever he can coax anybody to give him a go but mark what i say josh it's only a question of time before he rubs up against his old motor troubles again he's never satisfied when he's got the thing running smoothly but has to go tinkering at it to see if he can't get another fraction of speed out and then all at once it balks and refuses to work at all yes remarked josh with a wide grin we may be towing the wireless back home yet and it wouldn't be the first time either jack well hardly mused the skipper smiling himself as memory carried him back to other scenes connected with the numerous cruises in these same boats does george know that we expect to tie up at noon and have a bite ashore 
or will he be silly enough to want to rush along that way and get to the island long before we think of pulling in there josh went on to ask he knows our plans all right answered the other though you can never tell what george will do he's so full of notions but as stuff to eat is aboard the roomy comfort and we're carrying the rest unless he wants to starve poor old buster so as to cut down his weight and make less ballast for the speedboat to carry i guess he'll haul in about eleven and wait for us oh i don't envy buster his job of holding down that bucking bronco of a wireless josh chuckled i can see him right now sitting there holding on and looking like he was trying to accommodate his breathing with the panting of the engine while george he looks daggers every time buster gulps in a wad of air at the wrong time oh come now josh it isn't quite so bad as all that declared jack with a shake of his head and even george couldn't keep buster from having his own way once he gets started it's good he learned how to swim long ago because chances are he'll be overboard more than once before this voyage is done maybe george will throw him over when he gets nervous and buster keeps wobbling around making the boat roll to beat the band eh jack well you know how that is yourself because that's what happened when you had the job of crew aboard his boat the skipper of the tramp went on to say which reminder seemed to afford josh considerable amusement to judge from his laughter they went on steadily putting mile after mile behind them now and then some river craft was encountered though these were of course not near so numerous as would have been the case below the confluence of the missouri and ohio with the father of waters sometimes it was a steamboat that was breasting the current or it might be a plodding towboat with a barge or two alongside and then again they overtook a queer-looking shanty boat which had the appearance with its cabin of a cheese-box on a raft all these familiar sights were eagerly observed by jack and his companion as well as the two upon the other boat for they recalled pleasant memories george had gone so far ahead that his little boat looked like a dot upon the water but possibly he would remember in time that he had no means of satisfying hunger aboard the wireless and might anchor to await their coming giving buster a chance to wet a line for the fat boy had taken a great fancy for fishing and was always complaining that he did not get half the opportunities to indulge in his favorite sport that he would like now and then they would pass a town upon either shore of the river although as a rule these were not so plentiful in this section where the banks were inclined to be marshy the morning was gradually wearing away and everything seemed to be going smoothly josh expressed himself as surprised that hours had passed and still the nettlesome speedboat continued to keep going along as though george had indeed finally mastered the secret of its precious unreliable behavior but when george is around you can expect any old thing to happen he wound up with and even when things are working smoothly he won't be satisfied till he upsets the combination again you see if it ain't so jack did not attempt to contradict his prediction because he also knew george like a book and thought pretty much the same way just about eleven josh declared that they seemed to be gradually getting nearer the pilot boat of the party as george liked to have his craft called though for that part he would have made a most unreliable guide and had the others chosen to follow him 
they would have been led into many more messes than actually fell to their lot that's because buster has rebelled jack observed there's been a mutiny aboard that craft and george has been told that for one buster doesn't mean to miss his lunch at noon just because the wireless is making a record run oh you mean they've thrown the old mud hook over and are waiting for us slowpokes to come along eh jack just about that but we're getting all the fun we want out of making slower time and our engines won't go back on us either in spite laughed the other well while we're gliding along in this fine way i always like to use that word when speaking of cruising it sounds so fine i'll be getting up the menu for our first dinner ashore it makes my mouth water just to think of a campfire again after all that time brought your little old marlin along did you jack perhaps we might get a few late ducks while we're out if all of them ain't gone north by now and if buster only does his duty and grabs up a fish now and then why it'll be just great so josh who used to be something of a cook in times past amused himself in a way that suited his fancy while they drew closer and closer to the place where the speedboat awaited them george was full of boasting as usual and predicted a record run for his craft none of the others disputed his assertions but they exchanged looks for they had heard all this sort of talk before and then seen poor disappointed george only too glad to take a tow in the end with his engine stubborn or broken down together they continued on down the river where they could readily tie to the bank and go ashore to cook dinner there was a great deal of climbing back and forth and everybody but george seemed bustling with busyness he sat there and pottered with his engine as though some new idea had seized hold of him and he meant to try one of his everlasting experiments that always ended so disastrously then the voice of buster was heard in the land lamenting it was there yesterday because i put it in away with my own hands and george here says he never opened that locker once but now that i want to put it on my new sweater has disappeared the funniest way ever i wouldn't be surprised fellas if we found that some thief got aboard our boats last night and couldn't resist taking that bully sweater with the red moon on the front and that's what End of chapter two